You're listening to Peak One Sports. To the Bungalow Sports Show, I am your host, host. I am your host, Cole James Rambo. This is my guest host, my best buddy, one of my best buddies. I got a lot of best buddies, but you're one of the bestest. Thank you. Clay Ruddy. Uh, he hasn't replaced Joey. Um, Joey hasn't been on a show in like three weeks because of either sickness or my... Um, my amateur producing has fucked up some of the audio, and we had to, you know, scratch a show. But he, if you, if you're a fan, if you're a peak one nut, if you're a bungalow baby, you tuned in live on Saturday night for UFC 293, and you saw Joseph. He was here, so I promise he's not dead. He hasn't been fired. Uh. And then I was too after the UFC. It was just too much of an adrenaline dump to do a show because I was like, I had everything loaded up. I was like, we'll do this week's bungalow. After the live stream, because that's what we did last time. Mm-hmm. But this week, I was tired, and uh, I was like, nope, we're not going to do it. And then Joey, is uh, he's returned to college, so he had homework to do on Sunday, and I was like, no, nah, I'm going to be tired. I'll just do it Monday, and we'll do like a day and date show, and, it, and, and Clay was coming over to record some mandolin in the studio, so I said, you know what? Clay's uh, Clay's Raiders had a good day yesterday. Yeah. I'm sure he'd like to talk about some sports, so let's get in here. But um, today's show, as always, is brought to you by Betalytics. Go to Betalytics.com. Uh, make your profile. Use the promo code PEAK1. Get 25% off. Um, uh, I'd like to say I could have used them yesterday, but I made damn good bets yesterday. Just none of them paid off. We'll get into that later. How that, how I could make good bets and still lose. Um, but uh, go to Betalytics. Don't bet with your gut. Don't be like me. Uh, go over there, and they've got all of the stats, all of the uh, AI predictions, everything you need to make an educated bet, and uh, you know, win some money this football season. Because you know, football gonna football, and it's gonna fuck you if you just go with your gut every week. You know what I mean? So go to betalytics.com, promo code PEAK125, percent off. Um, now to the reason why I was so tired at the end of the live stream on Saturday is I woke up again at 4.30 a.m. on Saturday to be on the leadoff morning show with our friend Ashton Nix, our, our fearless leader, or one of our fearless leaders along with his brother Tony. Um, Tony was off doing some charitable work on Saturday morning, so I woke up to be on the le- on the 7 a.m. live stream, 7 a.m. Texas time, 5 a.m. California time, and that's fine. I loved it. We had a great time, so if you haven't checked that out yet, go check that out. It was fun. We talked about all kinds of stuff. We actually talked about a story that I'm going to have to retract at the end of this episode because I bought into some fake news, apparently. Um, but yeah, the lead off, it's a great show. You know what I mean? Everybody likes a good morning show. Everybody likes Saturday morning, get up, have a cup of coffee and get your sports. Nothing, nothing better than that before the college football day, before the Sunday football games, 
you can hear uh, Ashton and his brother Tony and this week me uh, chit chat about everything sports. So go check out the leadoff. Um, on a personal note, I'm down about 15 pounds since I uh, started my since I turned 38, and I decided that I needed to, you know, really buckle down and and uh, and just kind of change some things around in my life. You know what I mean? And and it's working out. Not that you know. Big is beautiful, but I don't want to be, I don't want to be big anymore. You know what I mean? And it's pretty, it's substantial. Clay's always working out. He's always doing the right stuff. I mean, not always, but he's, he's on a, he's on a much more, uh, you know, solid trajectory in the keeping himself fit, uh, business. And I, over the years have fallen into, I have a extremely physical job where I'm basically lifting weights all day and I'm sweating my ass off and I'm on my feet and I'm walking miles and miles all day long. So it's hard to like justify going to the gym all the time or working out. Cause it's like, fuck dude, I basically just worked out all goddamn day. But there's a thing called muscle memory, right? It's why CrossFit works so well is because you're doing different shit all the time and confusing your muscles and it, and it keeps working on a, on a daily basis. But me, I've been lifting windows and, and walking up and down staircases and walking 10 miles a day just around someone's house since I was 14 years old. So it's like my body's used to it. So it doesn't keep me in shape anymore, you know? So turning 38, it had nothing really to do with that. It just kind of you know, everybody needs like a milestone point kind of. And then once that happened, I decided I need to make some change business wise, uh, just because I've been running my business like a teenager since I started it, just cause I've, I've kept the moniker of like, I'm not a businessman. I'm just a glass guy who doesn't want a boss anymore. But it's like, at this point, it's like, no, 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 no. I need to buckle down. I need to make as much money as I possibly can while I'm still doing this. All these things that we have, that we think about. I'm in like a middle of a midlife crisis, except I'm not buying a Porsche. I'm just trying to make some better life decisions. You know what I mean? And uh, and it's going well. You know, I stopped smoking weed. And it's really, you know, it may not it may not come as a surprise to a lot of you, but it's a lot easier not to eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich at 11 p.m. when you're not stoned off your ass. So, you know, Madden and a, Madden and a, and a couple hits. It's real hard to keep a good diet <laughs> at 11 o'clock at night. You know what I'm saying? And I haven't had a bite to eat after 8 p.m. for two straight weeks. You know? My calorie intake's down. I'm just saying. I'm excited about it. And you drop like, you don't even have to drop a lot of weight before you start feeling it in your knees. You feel it in your joints. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, I thought I was just old and fucked up. I had my first hockey game since I, dro I dropped like 10. As of the last hockey game, I was about 10 pounds down. And I felt it. Like insanely. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's crazy, right? Ways you're on the joints. It's just like, I'm it feels like you're moving faster. It's just like, it's just a whole different mm -hmm. ball game. You know what I mean? Cardio-wise, everything. I'm not even running on a treadmill, but I just had more gas because I'm not pushing around as much fat. You know what I mean? I did notice, though, that 10 pounds really mattered when I got trucked over by a dude. Because usually that extra 10 pounds allows me to 
truck that down a little better. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Not this time. I took a fucking L. I took a shoulder to the chest and went flying like a bitch, and it, it was fine. I, you know, it was like a badge of honor because I knew I lost weight because I didn't have that density. I gotta brace myself now. Before I was just fat enough to where I was just like a hit in a Not bag of sand. Fall. Yeah, you know what I mean. But now I'm go. I'm moving a little bit faster. So you're obviously the impact is a little harder. And uh, I did a little helicopter, fucking John Elloway helicopter, and landed, and it was all good. But uh, I'd rather I'd rather be a better hockey player than take hits better. <laughs> For sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, I. I I like to not that you guys need updates on my on my health and my weight loss, but um, it's kind of a thing that's like a it's like a, a benchmark. So I'm gonna keep mentioning it just for myself to kind of keep me uh, what do you call it? Uh, kind of keep me on point. Keep yourself in line. Yeah, because I don't want to be the guy that's like oh, I lost 15 pounds and then like next Game week 29. I'm like I fucking <laughs> ate a whole large pizza to my dome. So. Um, what else? Uh, let's get some subs coming. We need some subscribers. All right. We've, we've been on a great trajectory for the last month. We've been gaining subscribers every single day. Um, on the lead off show on Saturday, I told Ashton, Ashton, uh, if we hit 500 subscribers during the live stream Saturday, I was going to put on the shot caller. Oh, yes. But you want to know something? didn't get there. no new subscribers during the live stream okay so i'm safe from the shot caller but i'm also a little disappointed so if you're watching this right now and you are not subscribed you need to go subscribe if you're watching this right now and you are subscribed but you know somebody who might like our content go tell them to subscribe if you think that my shit is subpar text your biggest enemy and send them the link to this show because if you don't like the show send it to your enemy Watch this piece of shit, and then they'll just like subscribe by accident, and then they'll be like a week into it, and they'll be like, I'm not watching this anymore, and then they'll forget they subscribed, and I'll still get the numbers. So, um, sorry, I keep itching my nose. My mustache hair keeps like popping up into my nostril, but um, let's keep the subs coming. We're trying to get 500 our next number, and then uh, and then it's to the moon after that. Um, Lucy Goosey, Clay's got the shirt on right now. I don't know if you, you guys can see it. You guys can see it there. Lucy Goosey Hockey Club is back in action for the fall season. Um, we had our first game last Wednesday. It was a 6 nothing victory for the Geese over Chili Verde. Spelt Chili is spelt C-H-I-L-L-Y, like, like Chili Cold, you know, because it's an ice pun. Like a bear cold. Right, it's an like ice Joe pun. Joe Burrow cold. That's right, and... Uh, We'll get into that later. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we're off to a good start. The geese are flying high. We've got a game coming up this week against our mortal enemies, FNG, the fucking new guys. Clay's not going to be there again. He's got to mix the two first weeks for uh, for work, but that's okay. This is Dirt League. But uh, with that 6-0 victory, I just want to let everybody know I scored a sick wraparound. I was one of the six different goal scorers we had that night, which is Always nice to see mm -hmm. when you got the whole team the pitching best. in. Um, I was plus four. If you're not a hockey fan, that's when you're not that good at hockey. The plus minus is the stat you want to keep because you get mm -hmm. credit for just being on the ice when a goal scored. You know what I mean? You don't even have to take part. You just got to be there. So I scored my own goal, but I also was 
on the ice for three other goals. So that's always nice. But we'll just keep ca- we'll just keep track of my stats. We won't care about the rest of the team. But go go geese go geese. Um, that's it. Let's talk about some real sports, shall we? As I mentioned before. On Saturday night, UFC 293, we had our second live stream. It was a blast. Even though nobody knew, subscribed. We had some listeners tuning in, tuning out, people in the chat. It was good. It was a great time. Whether people watch those things or not, it's just fun. We get some tacos. We get some alcoholic beverages, and we just sit here, and we watch people get beat up. And we bet on it. And we, and if you're like me, you lose the entire time, then you make a panic bet. In the last couple fights, and the panic bet pays off for the second week in, the, in a row for your boy, because all my parlays fell apart. And then Alexis, he wasn't on the stream with us, but he was in the chat, and he came in. And he said Sean Strickland's going to surprise everyone, and I said, you know what, Alexis is 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 right more than he's wrong. So I went in and I put a I laid some money on Sean Strickland, and by golly, did he fight the perfect fight! Possibly the biggest upset in UFC history. It wasn't a finish. He did knock Israel Adesanya down in the first round. But other than that, he just fought the perfect defensive fight. He just cl- he just pieced him up with jabs and hooks. And didn't let Israel land anything of substance for the entire fight. And it was just a perfect fight. It's the perfect way to beat that guy. Unless you're Alex Bahia and you have the skills to knock Israel Adesanya out, you got to fight the perfect fight and either be a dominant wrestler and be able to wrestle him the entire time like Jan Bohovic, or you be Sean Strickland and you go in there with that Floyd Mayweather Philly shell, you know what I mean? And you fight a defensive fight and win it on numbers. And that's exactly what the fuck he did. And it was beautiful. It was perfect, and now we have a new UFC middleweight champion. He won me some money off my panic bet, and, uh, you know, who knows how... That that title's been changing hands almost every other fight now, so who knows how long he'll keep it, but uh, if you want a full breakdown of that card, tune in Thursday to uh, Bungalow Fight Show, and me and Alexis will do a full breakdown as well as a uh, breakdown of the upcoming card this coming weekend, but goddamn, was it an exciting night... Um, if, uh, you haven't watched it and you're going to watch a replay, why don't you sync it up with our live stream? Go ahead. Go to the YouTube. It's still gonna, It's still on there in perpetuity. Bungalow fight night live UFC 293. Go watch the replay and sync us up and have some fun. We even, we had a guy ch- chime into the chat that said, you guys are better than the commentators. I just muted the TV, you know? And that was just, that was enough for me. I didn't need any new subscribers. You get one random person saying that I'd rather listen to you guys talk than the commentators on a professional broadcast. That's all. That's what I live for. Because, like, as I always say, I grew up in a in a Raiders household at a time of much, much Raiders disappointment. Um, as if, you know, there hasn't been that <laughs> since then. But my dad... Would always, he hated the TV announcers, so he would always mute the TV announcers and put the radio announcers on in the garage to watch the Raider games, right? So he was doing these sync-ups back when I was a kid because he just, he, he just you like what you like when it comes to somebody analyzing what you're watching. And when you're watching something on a, on a televised broadcast, you don't always have the home announcers. You got network announcers. You got random people coming in and out. I know Clay knows what I'm talking about. 
and happens for hockey all the time. You know what I mean? I hate it when the Sharks play on NBC or some shit like that, and you get, Mm -hmm. like, the NBC guys. You don't get your homers, you know what I mean, that actually know the team, that actually know what's going on. Lord Randy. Yeah, it's so annoying when you get somebody that doesn't know your team, and they're the ones who are supposed to be announcing your team. So, we know fight. We know punch. Watch the replay of UFC 293 and sync us up. Bungalow fight night. Hockey news. It's not NHL news. But I keep bringing up the Iranian women's hockey team. Um, they uh, Not too long ago, we had a shout-out to them because they were the first women's sport televised in the country of Iran was, was the women's hockey team. The men's hockey team is actually making their debut in Olympic qualifying this year. And now we have Asal Hadari is the first Iranian woman to sign to play hockey outside of Iran. Hockey? Fastest grown sport in the Middle East? I don't know. Could be. I mean, it's crazy the amount of news coming out of Iran and hockey. Mm-hmm. Just in the last two months, I've had three separate stories about these teams with some big announcements in a place where I... <coughs> Excuse me. I know most of the Middle East... It's desert. Iran wow. has snow. Okay, Iran's got it all. It's kind of like California. They got mountains. They got snow. They got desert. They got hot. They got coastline. They got it all there. But hockey has never been a big thing. Like Paris and I used. And, and if you're also wondering why I keep bringing up Iran as far as like international, it's because it's the only country other than this country that I have any connection to. Because my wife is Iranian. But also, when we first got together, we used to joke about. Like, oh, we should move to Iran and open an ice rink and you could start youth hockey there. And it'd be huge because, like, just like a lot of countries that uh, aren't Americanized, when you bring, like, American-type shit there, it's just, it's it's huge. Popping. It's popping, dude. Like, they have this thing called Starburger that's basically, like, McDonald's. And it's, like, <laughs> when we first got together, you should tell me, like, there was lines around the block and shit for a subpar wow. cheeseburger. You know what I mean? But... It's because you're bringing something different, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously somebody did that shit because now they got hockey players, they got Olympic qualifying teams, and now they have a woman that is going to play outside of Iran for a, a competitive professional hockey league. And that's pretty sick, dude. That is pretty freaking sick. I love it. I love when hockey grows. Mm-hmm. It seems to just never grow in this country. So if no. it's got to grow somewhere else, so be it, you know? And uh, so congratulations there, Asal. Congratulations. Um, All right. I've been blowing through this shit because we got to get to NFL. The NFL, bud. Should we talk? Should we do results before we talk about um, my betting? What do you think? Uh, We could go either way. I did bet with my gut last night as well. Okay. So so let's let's just go results first. And I got all the results right here. And we're going to... We're going to marathon through these bad boys uh, just because it was actually a pretty pretty cool day. Like, uh-huh. as far as uh, NFL goes, as far as teams that won, teams that lost, a lot of teams that weren't supposed to win won. And I got to shout out, start before Sunday, yeah. Thursday. Thursday Oh, night. my goodness. What a season opener. Oh, Jesus. Louise's. I know, right? Mm-hmm. My brother just moved to Michigan mm-hmm. earlier this summer. He's never really been like a big football guy. Right. But all his neighbors diehard Lions fans. So I texted him after the game and he was actually watching and enjoying the game. And now he wants to get the backup 
quarterback that's a rookie, Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker. He wants to get his jersey. Hendon Hooker's the shit, dude. He is awesome. He's from Tennessee, mm-hmm. right? He got drafted. They had Tennessee had a little run there last year during during the FBS season. Obviously, they didn't weren't like playoff contenders, but Hendon Hooker himself had a nice little run that kind of put him on the map last year. Oh yeah. And uh, when that happened, I started drafting him in my Madden in my Madden franchises and mm-hmm. shit like that. So I kind of fell in love with that guy. Okay. And then he gets drafted by the Lions. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big Jared Goff guy. I know a lot of people have doubts about him, but the guy is one of those. I like him. One of those mm-hmm. solid QBs, right? He's not the best ever. He's not the worst ever, but he is so serviceable. I mean, he for sure went with took the Rams to a fucking Super Bowl. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It's like you can't take that away from a guy. It's like you don't. Very rarely does a Super Bowl winning team or a Super Bowl contending team have the best quarterback in the league. Like uh-huh. Patrick Mahomes has kind of changed that narrative a little bit. But think about it. You know what I mean? A lot of the most exciting Super Bowls of all time, sans Tom Brady, have had guys that were just journeymen. Uh, what's his name from the Eagles? Was it Nick Foles? Nick Foles. Um, you go even further back and you've got, what's his Joe face? Flacco. From the Ra- Joe Flacco from the Ravens. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like it, a quarterback always going to be the most popular and the most, you know, highest paid and hardest position to play. But a lot of times you just need what they call, you know, a game manager. Mm-hmm. And what I, what I loved about that golf trade is everyone thought like, oh, they're sending him off. His career is going to go die. They're going to draft a new quarterback and, and he's going to get buried. Substantially better almost. And he changed that narrative. He went in. He's I think he's been above average. Well, uh, and, and that's the thing, too, is like they're like, oh, they brought in Matt Stafford to win a Super Bowl. And it's like, I think they could have won that Super Bowl with Jared Goff. Uh-huh. I think at that point, somebody was going to have to pay Jared Goff and they didn't yeah. want to pay him at that point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but I love his success in Detroit. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that team. And I like his attitude, so. too. You see him in interviews and things like that. He seems like a dude that would get along with us because he doesn't mm-hmm. seem like he takes it too seriously. Yeah. Right. He's good with the with the. um you know, with the media and being ragged on and shit like that. And it's just like, yeah, like I, I've brought it up a few times because I just saw the interview a few weeks ago, but like the interview uh, on Barstool, they were tell or pardon my take. And they're just like asking him about the, the pass interference, you know, call when he was on the Rams to get to the Super Bowl with the saints. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, was it pass interference? And his answer is perfect. It's like, well, did it get called pass interference? And he's just like, well, no. And it's like, well, then it, like, what do you want me to do about it? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then he's like, also, the Saints had, had the, like, the Rams still had to kick a 63-yard fucking field goal to win that game. Uh-huh. So it's not like the Saints were done after that pass interference call. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's just, that's the narrative of that game is the Rams got to the Super Bowl. It was bullshit. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, one, we got refs, and it's their call. Two we still had to go out there and win the fucking game after that. Like, mm-hmm. because the the saints had just as many chances to take the lead after that as we had to win it. So it, it just seems like a pretty down to earth guy. Uh, Dan Campbell, he got his, uh, you know, made fun of for his bite kneecaps and all that shit when he first yeah. came in. But it's like, again, just one of those dudes who seems like an all around good fucking guy mm-hmm. that you kind of, you can't root against them. Oh Yeah. I'm sad they got rid of uh, Jamal Williams. I liked him I, on that team. Yeah, me too. Um, but Gibbs looked when he touched the ball. Yeah. No, I just meant like attitude wise. Yeah. I, I like Jamal Williams, yeah. but it's like, but Gibbs tore oh, it up. Man, when he touched the ball, I I knew there was a chance of a touchdown. It's like 
just the one slip at the mm-hmm. beginning of the game that he would that have was walked it. in. And that was like one of the only little hiccups because mm-hmm. every other time he was getting positive yardage, positive yardage. Yeah. Um, they're exciting. Aiden Hutchinson on the defense. That guy, he's going to be special. Amon Ra. Yeah. Like, obviously, number one receiver, you know. And Their it's rookie like, tight end, Sam Laporta. Yeah. He had Dude, a good game. Dude, fucking A. And not only as a, like, he had a couple decent receiving uh, chances, but also, too, just in block. blocking. Yeah. The guy's, like, having a lineman that can catch the ball, you know. Yeah. Uh, and people, you know, obviously the narrative has been like, well, you know, the Chiefs had their second and third best players weren't even playing and Kelsey and, and uh, Chris Jones. But it's like, yeah, Chris Jones may not play at all. Yeah. So to say that for that one game, it's like, yeah, that that might be the Chiefs right there. And how much is one person going to help how dreadful that defense looked at times? Right. I mean, I Man. guess you could say that some of those passes that uh, um, Kadarius Tony dropped would have yeah. been to Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, and he probably would have caught them, obviously, right? So I guess that could have changed the, the outlook of the game. But woulda, coulda, shoulda. Mm-hmm. The fucking – the Lions – beat your ass yeah Kadarius tony wow that was yucky dude all of them were in his hands too. i saw a stat he had more drops that game than larry fitzgerald did in his entire, entire career. career that's freaking nuts dude yeah and, uh yeah, I mean, I just wouldn't throw the ball to him anymore. No, he deleted his Twitter. You have to. Because of- those weren't even like, oh, that pass could have been better. Oh, there's that. No, they were directly in the fucking bread basket. People, people were sending him pictures of bricks. <laughs> and he deleted his Twitter. Brick, brick pics, dude. Yes. All right, let's go over uh, this Sunday's results. Um, and every, every game... Every game's got a little mini story, dude, and I was paying attention to them all because what I like to mm-hmm. do, we'll talk about my betting in depth a little later, but I like to do 10 a.m. parlay, yes, 1, a, 1 p.m. parlay. Something I mean, those are California call. times, which you guys yep. know what I mean. Morning parlay, afternoon parlay, um, and then I also like to do what's on my local channels parlay, so I do a... Mm-hmm. I do a, a CB I do a Fox parlay Fox and the and the Sunday night game parlay CBS and the and the night game parlay right I'm stupid but that's just what I like to do cuz it keeps me it keeps me involved in every game I, that's on that I day. do it by times too I don't like having a parlay stretched out all freaking day As like, the as the season goes on I'll throw I'll sprinkle in a parlay that adds the Monday night game in just to uh-huh. keep just to keep me nervous. Oh, I want to do for twenty four hours. Just a separate one only for Monday night. <laughs> right. Um, but okay, let's start with uh, Minnesota Tampa Bay. Oof. Whew. This oof. oof was not supposed to happen, but my boy Shaky Bakey uh, went out there and beat Kirk Cousins. Tampa Bay twenty, Minnesota seventeen. I mean. Kirk gonna Kirk, I guess, dude. I mean, I don't know. He got that. He, I think, with his guaranteed money that he got this for this season, the guy's made two hundred and thirty million dollars in his NFL career. I mean, you can't fault the guy for that. I'm sure Minnesota fans, I'm sure Washington fans aren't too happy with that. But he's played it. If you're talking about a business, about a job, about you know, maximizing what you make. Kirk Cousins is Cousins has had the perfect career, right? Yeah. He had his rookie contract. He flowed that into two franchise tags in Washington. Then he gets the big contract with Minnesota that in this year 
was the end, was the guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. The guys made a shitload of money, and the guy's not a bad quarterback. But it just seems like Minnesota is just one of those teams that they're gonna lose or win by a very tight margin. And last year they were the had the best record in football, but they won every game by a couple of points. Yeah, and this year they might lose every game by a couple points. I'm a, I'm a believer. I think they got a slow start, but. Jefferson looked good. I think getting rid of Dalvin Cook was a huge mistake. I I agree with that because that Kirk is good in the passing game, but we all know that unless you can have the threat of some kind of a run of of a of a you know a positive run game, yeah, it's going to be real hard. I think their rookie receiver Addison he had a touchdown. He yeah, he's going to be good. Jefferson looks good. I think they're no everybody back. looked good. And obviously, it was a tight game, seventeen yeah. twenty, but like. They gotta uh, win against that was a Tampa, team. Though. That was a team they should have beat. Should have like a hundred percent. I'm happy for Mike Evans because with all the contract disputes and them not wanting to pay Mike Evans, he had Baker's he first balled. touchdown of the game. So uh, congratulations, Mike Evans. I also bid on some fake news that he was getting traded to KC. That came yeah. out a little bit, but it was yeah. total fake news. Um, so sorry about that. If you saw saw me post something about that, quickly deleted. But. Um, uh, Tampa Bay, I mean, I'm, I'm, they're not going to light your hair on fire, but, you know, Baker, people say, say what you will about Baker Mayfield just because he was, you know, everything and he was supposed to be everything, but he was just one of those, one of those Browns first round picks mm-hmm. that didn't pan out, but everywhere, but in Carolina under Matt Rule and nothing worked under Matt Rule, Never. like everywhere else he's gone, he's been had six when he's been asked to play. He's been good enough. He right? is a competitor. Right. He is a full-blown competitor, and he does not back down. And he's another one of those guys, kind of like we were saying, Jared Goff, where you put him in the mm-hmm. right system, the right situations, and he's going to be good enough to be successful with you. Oh, yeah. So if – and against, you know, Minnesota, who's was one of the best teams last year, supposed to be one of the best teams this year, if they can win a three-point victory over them – they can beat anybody. Oh yeah, you know. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, Pittsburgh versus San Francisco. San Francisco just mollywopped them, thirty to seven. Brock Purdy looking purdy out there. Um, he's got his arm; it's not torn off of his body. Um, he made some moves with his legs at the end of the game, getting some key first downs, even though they didn't really need it. They were whooping their ass, but it's like, it's almost like when you see a game like that, where everybody is dominant as the quarterback, it's like, even though they're up by so much to still see that it's kind of like, we'll get to Jimmy G, Mm -hmm. but Jimmy G made some man moves at the end of that game that kind of stuck the nail in the coffin. You know what I mean? And, Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, they're spending, I think, uh, what I saw, $925,000 on their quarterback this season, the San Francisco 49ers, right? Probably one of the cheapest quarterback contracts of all starters in the league. Yeah, he was Mr. Irrelevant. And um, that means they get to pay every other position top three yeah. <laughs> contracts in the league. And it shows. That mm-hmm. game fucking showed. Because say what you will about Pittsburgh's offense, their defense is always a tough out. Mm-hmm. TJ Watt, you know, he had three sacks even in, a, in that big of a defeat. So it's like their defense is not, you know, Patrick Peterson was doing all right. I mean... San Francisco is just going to be a oh, tough out. Oh yeah, <laughs> for fucking anybody. Um, 
this was one that made me happy. I mean, obviously, uh, we know the Cardinals and, and their whole thing, but Washington Commanders with their brand new owner, brand new lease on life, getting rid of that scumbag Dan Snyder, uh, beat the Arizona Cardinals 2016. Sam Howell was good enough. You know what I mean? He wasn't mm-hmm. great in his debut, but what can you do? You know, his debut as a starting quarterback, and uh, they won. That's that's awesome, uh, but obviously it doesn't show much because it's against the Cardinals, who were just probably destined to get the number one pick, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. The, Car- I've been, the Cardinals are destined to make Caleb Williams stay in college for another year. Yeah. <laughs> Very possible. Uh, we and if you want to hear more on that topic, me and Ashton talked about that. Caleb Williams and his dad coming out saying, "We may stay, depending on who gets the first pick, we may stay at USC for another year." And it, that's basically saying if the Cardinals get the first pick, we're we're, we're staying. Out. Yeah. Um. So we had a conversation about that and like other options of like, why do why do people have to go to the draft? Couldn't you just say I'm done with college and now I'm a free agent? Why do you have to declare for the draft? Why can't you just wait till the draft's over and then say, okay, I'm going to go to mini camps and whoever offers me whatever. I don't know. I don't know what the rules are. No, I'm not sure. But you know what I'm saying? Because we all we, we compared it to that situation, the Eli Manning, Phillip Rivers thing that was like a trade during the draft where Eli got drafted by the Chargers and him and his yeah. dad were basically like, we're not going to San Diego. And then the New York drafted Phillip Rivers and then they traded. You know? trade. So we were kind of just like, what's... What's worse, just saying I'm not coming out of college because I'm not going to the Cardinals or letting the Cardinals draft you and then say I'm not going to the Cardinals, you know? I don't know because I – I, that deal with the Giants and the Chargers, it was kind of crazy that it worked. Like I don't know that they can make it work right? to where it's worth it. Like other teams are going to try to lure them into making a bad trade. Right, right, right. Bad trade. So, so anywho – Arizona's going, you know, putting, you know, Kyler's not playing. Uh, your boy here a few weeks ago, uh, I just want to let everybody know, put that put that on, on record that Kyler wasn't going to play this season. I know he's just on the pup list, so it's just four games officially. He's not playing. He's not fucking playing. They're done with Kyler Murray. Um, I feel like Sean, uh, John Gannon, their new coach, that fucking nerd, like... I think he was a coach pickup of like let's tank because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. like he is the most unmotivated, unmotivating guy. Like mm-hmm. he can't motivate for shit. Um, and we all know, like as a head coach, you got to have a football mind, but you've got you got coordinators and everybody else to have a group decision. So like in a head coach, you need that motivator. You need that Dan Campbell sometimes that like maybe his motivation style is more important than his actual X's and O's. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and sometimes you need that, especially when you got a weak roster, you need to fucking want guys to run through a wall for you. And, and Gannon definitely isn't doing that. So I think the Cardinals have reserved themselves to tank this year. I think everybody knows that at this point. And they're probably just seeing if let's not put Kyler out there to bust his hip or fuck some shit up because right now he has a little bit of trade value. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Let's see if somebody gets injured and we can offload him yeah. to somebody else. You know what I mean? So congratulations, Commanders, um, because you know what's it like? I said, new lease on life, dude. And their defense is solid, dude. Their mm-hmm. defense is up there, and. Uh, uh, Chase isn't playing, right? But wait, no. What's what's their what's what's the guy? Uh, they're, god damn it, 
twisted tea is not good for my memory. <laughs> um, they don't have some pieces playing on defense, but it's like Montez Sweat is a fucking workhorse, dude. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't get the accolades that some other like big defensive ends get, but he's out there. Their secondary was on point. So we'll see how the rest of the season works out for them. Uh, another trouncing was Baltimore versus Houston, 25-9. to But again, in Baltimore fashion, Dobbins tears his ACL. Um, so, you know, that we see when you don't have a solid running back to disguise Lamar Jackson's running game and to kind of trick people and shit like that, their success is going to go down a little bit. We saw that last season when Dobbins... Fucking got hurt last season too. So, what do you think about Baltimore, dude? Everybody's got an opinion on Lamar and that situation. You know, I am not a huge supporter of Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I've never really liked them, but I feel terrible about J.K. Dobbins because when dude. he is on the field, he is he's pretty freaking good. He's pretty good, and it's also like because you also have a run a great running back at quarterback too. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you can get out there and they don't know what the fuck you're gonna do. Yes, it's it's almost unstoppable sometimes, right? But third well, season in a row, mm-hmm. season ending injury it sucks. He's gonna retire probably. He's got like I don't see another option. Well, but... especially with the running back uh, climate out there, yes. you have some of the biggest names in the league that aren't getting signed or aren't getting money so it's like he yeah. ain't that guy at, because of the injury right you know what and I mean? maybe what this means is that baltimore may enter the chat for jonathan taylor oh yeah that might be interesting to watch if but fucking jimmer say will trade him i mean what they're saying that that trade that almost happened to miami but then he was like yeah give me tyreek hill yeah <laughs> Or Jalen Waddle, Jalen Waddle, not Tyreek Hill, and it's just like fuck off, dude, yeah. you psycho. I, I think he will get traded. I right. think that he put that up for smoke, but I don't know. I think Baltimore, they they always have a good defense. I like their wide receiver room now with Zay Flowers, Odell, Odell, yeah, no, they, and I like Rashad Bateman too. He right. was kind Bateman, of the guy last year. Yeah, so. he was. Uh, he kind of had a good game too. Mm-hmm. And um, Mark Andrews. Can't forget him. That's right. No, they obviously have the roster. Yeah. But I just think, I mean, and 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 Lamar, he's a great all-around quarterback. I'm not saying he's just a runner, but it's like it's that threat of is it is it going to the running back? Is Lamar going to keep it? Is he going to throw it? Like, that's what makes him successful. So, because, uh, you know, unless they, whoever they, who I don't know who their backup is that's going to take the head spot in the running back, but it's like, Unless that guy comes out and has some really good, really good runs, it's like if it's running, it's Lamar is going to be doing it, and they can yeah. track him. You know what I mean? So, and he can obviously run. Whether you know he's running or not, he's going to run past you most of the time. But then you got to worry about him getting injured. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we'll see what the future holds. But they, you know, starting off on a good foot for Baltimore. Weird division though. Very weird division. We'll see. Yeah, um, we got uh, Indianapolis. The aforementioned Indianapolis Colts falling to Jacksonville uh, 31-21. Fucking Trevor Lawrence is the man. Calvin Ridley's Calvin Ridley is. You forget how fast that fucking guy is. He came out hot. He was like, yeah, he was like, you guys forgot about me because I I signed up for DraftKings last year and got fired for a year. But now 
Um, use Betalytics. D- yeah. <laughs> Calvin Ridley, don't use Betalytics, please. <laughs> Stay on the roster because that Lawrence to Ridley thing is a problem. Yeah. And in that division, too, they're, mm-hmm. I, I think in my rankings, I said they were going number one. I, yeah, um, they're clear favorites for me. It, it, it has to be. If that if that duo stays going, and then obviously you got Travis Etienne running the yep. ball, and uh, it's just solid all the way around. That just watching Calvin Ridley run yesterday was just like, oh, it's kind of like a Ty- the Tyreek Hill thing when you mm-hmm. go a whole off season without seeing them sprint past people, and you're just like, oh, that's why they're a threat. <laughs> that is like. That guy is faster than all the fastest people in the world that are on the field right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a whole nother yeah. level, you know? Um, so, yeah, Jacksonville, going to be dominant against oh, yeah. most teams, I think. They're fun. And you got Christian Kirk, Zay Jones. Oh, yeah, no, they have a great They're, receiver core, too. Yeah. You know? And that's the thing is, like, it, you know, the NFL goes, in, and we know it, playing fantasy and stuff like that. Like, it goes in cycles of, like, who the number one, who the big point getters are. But it's like... Right now, it's like running back by committee. But it's also mm-hmm. lately, it's like wide receiver core by yeah. committee. It's like yeah. we don't need that one fucking guy anymore. No. It's like if it's you've trios. got three or four guys that are all just solid guys, you're good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like just don't be Kadarius Tony. Just catch the ball. <laughs> doesn't matter if they're bombs. It doesn't matter if you catch and, and go down. Like if you're making connections and you just got guys who can grab the ball and put their knees on the fucking ground without fumbling it. Like, that's all they need with a, with Trevor Lawrence. And then you got Calvin Ridley, who is yep. your big play guy. You just need a Zay Jones and a Christian Kirk mm-hmm. that can catch those balls, get you first downs. Evan Ingram having a, there. Having a comeback in yeah. his career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got them as my dark horse in the AFC. Yeah, no, um, yeah. Jacksonville definitely is on my uh, my short list of people who can make the Super Bowl. My, my too early of a short list. Mm-hmm. They're a fun one to watch. This was another interesting game. The Battle of Ohio, Cleveland just trounces the Cincinnati Bengals 24 to 3. This is the game that killed my 10 a.m. parlay. Um was uh it's an odd game. I mean, I have Deshaun Watson everybody in all my leagues, nobody picked up Deshaun Watson. So I was able to pick him up as a back, you know, as a second quarterback in all mm-hmm. three of my teams cuz I just had this feeling of like him and his exposed penis are gonna have the guy's great. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't, I mean, obviously I would rather have him not pull his dick out on masseuses, but it doesn't mean he's not a great football player. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you got Jim Schwartz and his hard ass nipples (laughs) running that defense. And that defense looked unbeatable yesterday against what some people say is the 1A best quarterback in the league in Joe Burrow. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what to say about either of these teams. Was it? The Bengals shit in the bed, or was it the was it the Browns like flipping it around? It was I don't too think much the of a Browns get enough love. I mean, you look well, I mean, at Nick Chubb. The la- like Nick Chubb is, and you look at that this roster. That roster mm-hmm. hasn't changed much even since before yeah. the addition of Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Like Chubb's been there. Uh, yeah, their their receiver core has their second year. There, um, Amari's in his second year. It's just, it's a great roster on paper. It's just they haven't shown out yet. And like I said, Jim Schwartz coming in on that defense, and he's got those rock-hard nipples. Just Mm -hmm. watch next cold-weather game that the Browns are in. Check out those nipples, dude, because they're big and they're hard. And pierced. And they're 
Fuck, and he's, he's you know, he's showing out. Mm-hmm. He's shot. That's why I don't know what it is, but that defense. I mean, obviously, Miles Garrett is a perennial fucking oh, yeah. you know contender for Defensive Player of the Year. But uh, you got a lot of teams on paper that are right up there. The Niners, I think, on paper are the best, right? As far as roster wise, if you just look mm-hmm. at their roster. But Browns are right up there, dude. Like, yeah. and it's it's pretty. Uh, it, it was very evident yesterday. Joe Burrow had the worst game of his entire career. I think he had 82 yards passing. Yeah. Uh, three days after he gets like $230 million contract. Yeah. So that's got to hurt a little bit for Cincinnati. T. Higgins, 0 for 8. Yeah. It, <coughs> it was and a I bad. I love him. Me too. He is one of my favorite young receivers. And to see him get targeted eight times. And no catches. I was like, it was astonishing because that just the Bengals as a whole. Just obviously, since Joe Burrow has been there, have been the most one of the most exciting teams to watch. And you know, I mean, uh, Jamar Chase said it. He was like, "Man, I'm pissed because before this game, I said Cleveland was a bunch of elves, and now we bought lost to a bunch of elves." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you definitely did. You got beat by a bunch of elves, Jamar. Um. Atlanta versus Carolina. Atlanta, 24-10. Um, freaking uh, Bijan Robinson, dude. I picked him. I got him. I was able to get him in one of my leagues. Um, I think uh, he was one of those guys where either he was going to come out completely dominant or it wasn't going to be good just because mm-hmm. of this team he's on. And uh, he fucking ran all over the place in that game. Tyler Algier too. Dude, they it both it, did. It it was a good That's showing. Did. It was a good showing and uh the Falcons. I like see I like saying Atlanta, Cleveland, Jacksonville, Washington. I like all these teams being the winners cuz it's like yeah. you, obviously you're a Raider fan. We're both Sharks fans. Mm-hmm. We're fans of teams that don't win very much. So yes. when your teams are out of it at the end of the year, you like seeing parity. You know what I mean? When, especially when it comes to football, because the Patriots were it for so long. It was just like, I'm fucking tired of this shit. Like, yeah. So now it's like, I like the kind of recycle that the NFL is kind of having now mm-hmm. where these teams that have been garbage for so long are starting to starting to show out. It seems like they've all gotten their pieces together, whether it's front office coaching wise, because in uh, Arthur Smith, he's not as fat. He's, he's pretty jacked now. <laughs> I'm not a big believer in Ritter, though. <laughs> that was the one thing, you I know. I want Heineke. Uh, me too. I love I that guy. I love that guy. He was really good. We'll see. The I mean, they too. won, so obviously Desmond Ritter isn't going to get taken out anytime soon. But it's like the future will tell. But I think mm-hmm. a game like that, whether you know Heineke and Ritter are interchangeable, and I think Heineke gives you more of a big play option than Desmond yeah. Ritter does at this point because just because of the veteran, the kind of he's been in. He's been in enough Washington garbage time games that he mm-hmm. can throw a fucking dime he can throw down it. the field. You know what I mean? And and Desmond Ritter, obviously everybody needs their experience, and he's brand new. But it's like uh, at this point, I think they're okay if Desmond Ritter shits the bed, you know, a little bit because I think Heineke is just as solid right behind him, maybe more mm-hmm. solid. But yeah, um, I've got some emotions tied to it though. I drafted Drake London. Mm-hmm. Me too. Goose egg. Me too. Goose egg. <laughs> Yeah, he was in my Zero flex. points. Yeah. yeah. So, Desmond Ritter, if you're watching, please. Throw it to Drake London, for Christ's yeah, sake. And maybe a couple of Kyle Pitts, too. Yeah, dude. But, yeah. Some I, touchdowns. I had like London. I had him in my had him in my flex. Um, and then, uh, here we go. Your X-Man, 
Derek Carr and the New Orleans Saints ah, beat, Derek. The, beat the Tennessee Titans 16-15 in a tight one. And all I can say about this game, my only takeaway from this game, is can we finally say that Ryan Tannehill is not elite and he is not – he doesn't – he should be a backup at this point. There's, yeah. I mean, whether you're scared of putting a Malik Willis or whoever the fuck you got on the roster in there because they're new Will and Levis. they Will Levis, yep, just do it at this point, right? Give somebody, give them the reps. If you're yeah. gonna, you'd rather, I'd rather lose with a rookie that's getting experience than lose with Ryan Tannehill, who's had a million chances, whether with two different teams, with six, with good rosters, and they shit the bed every single time. Yeah, I think that this could change this season. But if their record is good enough for them to make a push in that division, Tannehill's staying in. staying in. in. So we'll see. I think the Saints are going to be really good this year. Right. And that's the problem, though, is that I think because Derrick Henry can put that team on his back halfway through the season, you know what I mean? mm -hmm. That's why Tannehill's been around so long. Yeah. If Tannehill can't beat up on the Texans later this season. Right. That's when we'll see the change. That should be the change, right? Yes. I think so. Um, but, again, like you said, New Orleans isn't a terrible team, so you can maybe give him a give him a an asterisk on this game one, first game of the season against a tough roster. But, like you said, you go up against the fucking Texans or somebody, you know, somebody real bad. The and New he York can't, Giants. He, yeah. Um, Anyways, congratulations, Derek Carr, on your first win. That's the thing about Derek Carr. Always, I'm always a fan of nice guys, mm. guys that just, uh, you know, because football's hard. It's hard to fucking yeah. win. And Michael Thomas, he and, didn't get hurt. And you got to, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and you got to remember too, with Derek Carr, is like for whatever you want to say about him, he can't get over the hump. But it's like the motherfucker was having an MVP season and snapped his leg in half. Mm-hmm. Like just coming back from that period. You know what I mean? And still being a starter and still being successful is, like, a big fucking deal. You know? Like, no matter what sport you play, you see it in the UFC. Guys break their fucking legs and they come back and they're a shell of themselves. Mm -hmm. So to come back, still be a successful quarterback for the Raiders, and now he gets a new lease on life in New Orleans. Yeah. Um, All... uh, all praise to you, Derek. He he came with some drama, though. He got on Twitter. He still has some love for the Raiders. A Raiders fan tweeted him, mm-hmm. congrats on your win. And he replied, he said, congrats, I'm happy for you guys. Why? But see, I don't. I, I like mm-hmm. that, dude. I do, too. But What's there's a the lot of people that, that of are course, like, people are oh, he misses the Raiders. He doesn't miss yada, the Raiders, yada. but he was there his whole goddamn mm-hmm. career. Like, of course. And he's a California guy. Like, yeah. it's like, what do you, I mean, we're called, you know, California. It's just like. Uh, I'm, I'm rooting for him in New Orleans. Yeah, I, my only rub on him in the offseason is he got too buff. He did. He his arms are huge. Yeah, he was giving the dad bod a good name, uh, and, and it's like he went and got jacked. I'm too like, much jacking, Derek. dude. You got too much chafing yeah. on that throwing arm, dude. You got to get those biceps down. Put your sleeves down too, right, man? I mean, what uh, McConaughey say during the Texas game the other day? My dad always said, "This is for the wait, wait, this is for the honeys, and this is for the money." <laughs> you know, it ain't about biceps, Derek. Um, going on to another uh, a heartbreaker for the Chi Town Bears. Chicago Bears oh. fall 38 20 to the Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love, maybe. Like, the Green Bay Packers, 
three, I mean, obviously it's Jordan Love's first time taking the helm as the head of this team. Three franchise quarterbacks in a row, maybe? Mm-hmm. Like, without fault? They just own the Bears. Well, of course they own the Bears, but I'm just saying you go from Brett Favre and then his backup is Aaron Rodgers and then his backup is Jordan Love. And, of course, he lights up the Bears, which isn't mm-hmm. blowing anybody's hair back. It's the fucking Bears. we got to see him against somebody else. But it's like, son of a bitch, dude. Like, is Green Bay the luckiest team of all time? Oh, yeah. One of my best friends is a Bears fan, and I was talking to him about it when the schedule dropped. I'm like, oof, Packers, first game of the season. And, he, you know, he's big on Justin Fields, thinks mm-hmm. he's going to have a great year. I do, too. He's talented. But... We talked about what if Jordan Love comes out and smacks you guys for it's, the third quarterback it's in a row. Be hard. And he's like, I don't even want to consider that an option, but I know that it's possible. So there's some hope for Jordan Love. He may be the yeah. next guy. Well, I mean, and that's the thing about the Bears, too. If you watch that game, like, throw the ball more than five yeah. yards down the field. What the yeah. fuck are we doing? Like,. If you're just going to throw it across the middle every goddamn time or, you know, five-yard hook routes and shit like that, it's just like at a certain point you got to let it fly Mm -hmm. because if nothing else is working, just let the fucking thing fly. Yeah. And uh, either, what, Justin Fields can't do that or they don't trust him to do that or they don't. I mean, I don't know what it was, but I just felt like at the end of the game, they should have just, what are you running? Why are you running the ball? With Justin Fields at the end of a game where you need two touchdowns to win the fucking thing. Like, just yeah. let it fly. It gets intercepted. So what? You're already fucking losing. You know? Like, I don't know. But that's why me and Clay should be football coaches because we know what's up. Yeah. We um, know ball. And here's the game that busted my uh, big money parlay yesterday, uh, which was... Oh, here comes Andy Bear. What's up? Anderson. Thanks, man. Holy moly, he comes with gifts. What's up, dude? Well, be careful. Don't spill that. Dude, don't you have some inside? Okay, cool. I don't want to take I don't want to take them from you, but you got some inside? No? Okay. Cool. Thanks, buddy. Dude, Andy comes in with the Wetzel's pretzels. He's the real MVP. He's the MVP. How was your day today? Good. Nice. All right, well, we're almost done. I almost threw up at school. What? You almost threw up? Because you were nervous? Yeah. About what? I had to explain my work in front of the whole class. Oh, that is a nervous moment. But you did it? Yeah, it was like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, good job, dude. Okay. I'm proud of you. Oh, yeah. Every Do you remember those days of having getting up in front of the class? Oh, I hated that yeah. shit. Yeah. You know, I, I would go in waves. There were years where I was Mr. Social, then Mr. Mr. Antisocial, back yeah. and forth and well, back and forth. Well, see, me, I forth. was, and he's a little, he's similar to me, obviously. He is my seed, but it's like, like, if it was an entertainment moment, uh-huh. I was all about it. Yes, but that's when, true. When I had to explain my work or I had to do something, then it was like, or had to read in front of the class, then it's just mm-hmm. like, it's like, <sighs> um, but, uh. Yeah, anyway, so to the game that busted my entire uh, big money parlay yesterday, the Seattle Seahawks got fucking dominated by my Rams. I went against the Ram Jam um, because I just it just looked so bleak for the Rams, you know mm. what I mean? And I just was riding that Geno Smith smoke from last season. 
I got DK in one of my fantasy leagues. So I was like, you know what? I don't think the Rams can pull this off week one. And I had a parlay that would have paid out $310. And I got every single game but that game. Wow. It was a seven-leg parlay. Those who closest to you. And the Rams just fucked me. But you know what? Because it was the Rams, I wasn't too upset. And uh, Rams, I, I don't think they're going to be very successful. But fuck, were they successful in week one? Did you watch that game or no? I didn't see it, no. And even without Cooper Cup, you know what I mean? They went out there and tore it up offensively. Scored 30 points, so that's nothing to nothing to you know write home about. But because it's, you know... Seattle looked bad. They looked real bad. Um, Geno Smith did not look like the man that he looked like last season. So Mm -hmm. we'll see. Um, Then we got a close game, but a crazy performance from Tua Tagovailoa. The Chargers fall 36-34 to the Miami Dolphins. And we had uh, Tua with 417 yards. We had Tyreek Hill with 200-something yards. 47 fantasy points. Holy smokes, dude. What a game. Uh, And obviously, it's a two-point game, so it was still kind of a nail-biter. But Dolphins are what they were. Dolphins were good last season. You know what I mean? They they had their moments. They obviously, um, it didn't work out for them last year. But Chargers are going to Charger. You know what I mean? (laughs) They're going to always be couple points behind i hate fucking staley i hate their coach i think he looks like a douchebag i hate him too and as a raiders fan i really hate how much i like and respect justin Justin herbert Herbert, yeah like he is he's a great quarterback he's got it all and i but if you think about it it's like the same we're talking about green bay and being lucky in their long line of just getting franchise quarterback after franchise quarterback the la charger or San Diego Chargers, L.A. Chargers. I like to call them the San Diego Chargers of Los Angeles. Yeah, like the Angels, you know what I mean? It's the Mm -hmm. San Diego Chargers of Los Angeles. Dan Fouts, Phillip Rivers, Justin Hurt. So many great Mm -hmm. quarterbacks on losing on teams that don't ever win anything. You know what I mean? So... I think they win the division, though. I have them over Kansas City. Still. So I, I think their defense is special. Yeah, they don't get the media attention that their offense gets, mm-hmm. but I think that they're just so well rounded that if they aren't successful, then they will be looking for a new head coach. I I don't think they have any other options. Right? But, no, I mean they have to because yeah. it's again, it's like you have on roster a team that should be fairly dominant, mm-hmm. and it's not panning out that way. And it's close games, and those close games usually come down to coaches' decisions, whether it's field goal choices, whether it's fourth down choices, whatever it is. Yeah. It's those – usually when you have a game that ends in two- to three-point losses, it's because of those little minute details, and that's mm-hmm. all coaching-based. So, uh, yeah, go Miami. Um then we got Clay's, the Las Ve- the Oakland Raiders of Las Vegas. <laughs> the Oakland Los Angeles Raiders of Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. That's right, dude. Uh, it's like a Hispanic last name. It just keeps, <laughs> keeps going, dude. Going. Hell yeah. Um, another one-point victory this week, and that's over the Denver Broncos. Sponsored. Oh, that's jo- Joey's weird different button. Oh. We're different. I miss you, Joey. We're different. Um... Uh, Hemi G. 
Sponsored by Hemi G. Hell yeah, dude. I mean, obviously coming out, it was a big question mark for the Broncos because obviously Russell Willie had a you know all time bad season of what you would call elite quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and then now you know new coaching. Um, what did, um, let's talk about your Raiders second, Broncos first. Okay, what was this game about? Was it about the Raiders' perseverance, or was it about the Broncos still not reaching potential? I think the Broncos need a little more time to gel. Russell Wilson looked better than he looked all of last season. Like he was, I agree, making good decisions, no turnovers. Um, I mean, he was kind of dinking and donking the ball down the field, but he read the field well. Mm-hmm. He got sacks twice, but. With Max Crosby there, it's not all it's on him. Yeah, gonna you, happen. Anytime so, you have a Max Crosby, a TJ mm-hmm. Watt, uh, anybody like that, you're gonna get sacked. Yeah. So I thought overall he had a really good game. Jerry Judy will be coming back soon. I think Javante Williams will keep getting better. Right. I think Sean Payton will get more of a rap on this team. I think once so, he starts paying his defenders yeah. to hurt people, mm, then yeah. we'll really start yeah. seeing Jacoby Myers <laughs> at the end of the game. Has two touchdowns, just killing it, then boom. Yeah. That's concussion sucks. protocol. Thanks, yeah. Sean Payton. How much was it? Yeah, how much? How much was the bounty shot? Yeah. But um, I think that when they play each other again the last week of the season. In Vegas, I do think Denver. It's gonna look will, different. Pro, yeah, I guess playoff. Well, not wins loss matters, wise, but, but like it's gonna be a little more. Uh, they're gonna be gelled. But I gotta tell you, dude. Obviously, I have a soft spot for the Raiders because my dad's a diehard Raider fan. I grew up a Raider fan, and and just the, until I fell in love with hockey, the Raiders were my team. You know what I mean? And I. Am a longtime Jimmy Garoppolo fan from when he came in for an injured Tom Brady in New England. I liked him back then. I liked him when he got traded to the Niners. I like him now. And for say what you will about the guy, whether he's good, whether he's bad, whether whatever you want to say about the dude, the guy goes out there to fucking win football games, dude. Mm-hmm. And that what was it? fourth quarter that first down run was it it that was the third and eight that, that was, shows you yep that he's there to fucking win games he's uh-huh. not there to just get paid he's not just the pretty guy that everybody likes because he's pretty and personable and all this shit yeah like he didn't have to do that and he fucking did it and he got a fucking first down and he put the nail in the coffin and Mm-hmm. What more do you want from a quarterback yeah he did the same thing in the first quarter I think it was like third and four. And man, one thing that's exciting about him is it is terrifying when he runs the ball. It looks like he's going to get hurt. Yeah. He looks like he is a quarterback <laughs> straight out of 1991. Yeah. Like, he would have been an MVP in the You 90s. do what you got to to win the fucking game. And yep. that's what he did. It doesn't matter if mm-hmm. it looks pretty. And that's the same thing about, like, Tom Brady, right? Yeah. Tom Brady's not a running quarterback, but in moments where he had to fucking do it. He, he did. did it, and yeah. it looked retarded, and it looked <laughs> stupid, and it looked like he wasn't athletic at all. But he'd get that first down. He'd get a couple yards. He'd get whatever they needed to do. And Jimmy G just continues to be successful. Uh-huh. I wasn't a huge fan of the idea of it going into the season. I was more on the let's trade up and get C.J. Stroud or mm-hmm. whatever his name, Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. Um 
even if Anthony Richardson fell, right. I was like, let's let's get one of these young guys. Right. Like, come on, let's start over for real. Right. But they got Jimmy G. Devontae Adams spoke up about it. And I mean, the fact that Devontae and Carr were so close, it was kind of like, okay, if he's if he's backing Jimmy, that's pretty good. And, and Max Crosby did the same thing. And you and look, like, I just say, right. look, say what you want about Jimmy Garoppolo and whether he's just a backup or whatever you want to say. You're all just haters because if from the time he had to take over, he was successful yeah. taking over for Tom Brady. Uh huh. Tom Brady got always got lucky when he was injured. When he had to sit out, he had backups mm-hmm. that held the line, right? Yeah. And you go to San Francisco, and even in the years where if he was there and they weren't, you know, didn't hold up, it was just like injury. Obviously, last year, but it's like other than that, like it's still a team game, right? So I yeah. always find it really hard unless it's blatant that it's the quarterback's fault or decision-making fault, but he doesn't really make bad decisions. Yeah. And seeing him play yesterday was a lot for me. I don't know how closely you watched the game, but yeah, I watched early, the whole thing. early into the game, he got that helmet to helmet hit and it was worrisome. And they forced him, they forced him to get out and he started arguing with the refs. Like, no, I'm good. Yeah. I don't want to go. They forced him off. The guy's the a competitor, dude. I don't care how yep. pretty he is. He's a goddamn competitor. He went into the medical tent. He was out for two downs and he ran back on the field to get Brian Hoyer right. out of that game. Yeah. He's like I want back in. This is bullshit. Let's yep. go. And I was like, all right. And that's the thing is like, I don't, I've never understood anybody who has a bad thing to say about him. Right. Mm-hmm. He, he, He's always been as successful as you could have expect him to be, right? Yeah. And I know the story for the Niners last year was Brock Purdy, but if Jimmy G didn't get injured, that 49ers team would have been just as successful. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? It just he's he's a good fucking quarterback. Oh yeah, and that's I'm, like I I don't know what else to say about it. I know everybody's always gonna have naysaying yeah. shit about everybody, but it's like he's a good quarterback. You mm-hmm. can't dispute that at this point. Well, and the reason I wasn't a fan of it was the rumors were Tom Brady was going to Vegas. Then it was Aaron Rodgers. Right, then it right, was, right, right. oh, they're going to trade up. Sure, it was a it was picks. a big movement offseason, yeah. so there was all kinds of shit up in so, the air. And if there's other options, mm-hmm. why are we picking up Jimmy G? We had all these headlines. None of them worked out. But I, I tell Jimmy you what. G and I, you know what? I'm eating crow on it, and I'm... I'm giving him a fair chance. No, you have to. See how he does. Because the guy, the guy's a, I mean, I, no matter, unless you have a chance to get a franchise quarterback, and I'm not talking about a rookie, I'm talking about a guy like an Aaron Ross, somebody uh-huh. who is already elite. Yeah. Jimmy G's your next best option in the NFL right yeah. now. There's yeah. nobody, there's like your elite guys, your three or four guys that are fucking elite, elite. Uh huh. And then there's Jimmy G. And then there's everybody else below that because yeah. he's just a guy who's he's got those veteran elite type years and experience, you know what I mean? But he's still got some legs under him because he hasn't he taken as many up. hits. He yeah. hasn't you know had as many miles on him, you know what I mean? But he spent majority of career backing up the best quarterback of all mm-hmm. time, and that. When you saying that maybe we should, uh, you know, during the offseason, you're like, oh, get Bryce Young, get one, try to get one of these other guys. You guys got Aiden O'Connell, yeah, who was basically yep. a no-name, showed out in preseason. Oh, so yeah. now you got the guy who learned from Tom Brady teaching this guy who, without any you know, teaching yet, already showed out in preseason. Mm-hmm. 
and now you cannon of and arm. now you got him watching Jimmy G, Jimmy G making the moves, the Tom Brady type decisions. Like, mm-hmm. say what you want about anybody, it's Jordan Love behind Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers behind Brett Favre. These guys are great quarterbacks, but you still need to learn from somebody. Yeah, you know what I mean. You get to the NFL, it's a different game, and you got this guy that people are already excited about because of preseason and Aiden O'Connell. And now he gets to sit behind a guy like Jimmy G who's out there making that third and eight run. Mm-hmm. He's making these, you know, these, you know, went, you know, just making good football decisions to win fucking football games. And the Raiders did that yesterday. Um, New England, Philadelphia, Philadelphia wins 25 to 20. This was a boring ass game. Uh, it was a wet, soggy game. He had Ezekiel mm-hmm. Elliott fumbling in his first fucking run as a Patriot. Um, Philadelphia, obviously, another one of those. You know, they're coming off the damn a Super Bowl appearance, almost winning the Super Bowl. Um, so, obviously, you'd expect him to show out a little better against a team like the Patriots. Mm-hmm. But it's game one. And they got it done. It's raining. They got it done. Mm-hmm. Um, and no matter what you say about the Patriots, anytime you got, obviously, Bill Belichick and then his just game planning and stuff, it's always going to be a rough game. It's going to be a tough game. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they won. Let's move on to week two. You know what I mean? I, I hear more bitching right now from Philadelphia people about this game than anybody else mm-hmm. just because they felt like they should have dominated or whatever. But it's like the same reason... I, I I suck at betting in week one and two of the NFL is the same reason that the Philadelphia can have a tough game against the shitty Patriots mm-hmm. because it's week one. Yeah. There's guys who haven't played all preseason. There's guys who barely got any snaps in preseason. There's guys that are still learning the system. I don't think this game shows much about anything. I think Philadelphia is also, you know, they're going to be what they were last year. They have no reason not to be. They've lost quite a few pieces you know offensive and defensive line and shit like that but um we'll wait jury's out on philadelphia mm-hmm. i think i think we'll have a different story to tell about them next week they'll be okay and then sunday night football <laughs> dallas cowboys versus the new york giants 40 to nothing good god in a forty to nothing, and Dak Prescott passed for hundred and twenty-five yards and zero touchdowns. <laughs> uh, I. This is where I bet with my gut was for the Sunday night football game. Me too. Yep, because I got it was a three-leg parlay. I hit one out of three, and that was the discounted parlay that Dak Prescott would throw for one yard. So of course he hit it. So, my parlay. That got blown by the Seahawks was Seahawks, Chicago, oh no, Seahawks, Green Bay, New Orleans, Atlanta, um, Miami, Las Vegas, Philadelphia, and Dallas. Right. And the Seahawks killed it. The Seahawks fucked it. So mm. then what did I do at the end of the day? I was texting with our good old ex-bandmate, Kyle. He was just texting me, got a new guitar amp, and I was telling him, hey, man, how about them Niners? Just talking football. And I said, what do you think about this Sunday night game? My parlay just got blown. I need to make it. Le- I'm just going to make a one, just a one money line bet on this game tonight. Mm-hmm. 
and both of them, both of us were like, I think, I think Giants are going to pull it out. Probably going to be close because of that Dallas defense, but I think the Giants are going to pull it out. Mm-hmm. So I put enough money on that game to cover my losses for the whole day. Yeah. Dude, what I, the fuck was that shit, dude? I thought I had a shoe in. So mine was a player prop on prize picks. Uh-huh. So I had the D- Dak Prescott discount pick for the first week of football. One right. yard. He hits that. My other two were reception based. Darren Waller need four receptions. <laughs> he got three. Which seemed like a shoe in. Shoe in. So if he got five, I'm in. Right. $20 bet. If I get all three, I would have made $100. Right. Like, seemed like a shoe in. Darren Waller needed more than four receptions. He got three, which he did look good when he got the ball, but no one else could get the ball. Yeah, so. it was fucking insane to watch mm-hmm. that game and, like, People want to say what they want to say about Daniel Jones, but he had zero protection. Zero on any play in that entire fucking game. Like, they literally need to replace everybody on the offensive line. You would think he was living in a frat house with that amount of protection he had. It's insane. It's just... Non-existent. No, it was crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, I've never seen an NFL game like that. Like, watching the... I've seen highlights, obviously, but, like, watching a game in its entirety... And literally every single play, he was running for his fucking life. Yeah, or having to throw a pass too quick because they were already broke through the the through the protection. Yep, it was crazy, mm-hmm. dude. And like, I get it. You got Micah Parsons, you got Tank Lawrence. You the Dallas Cowboys have a great defense. Yeah, but that was completely unacceptable for Terrible. a professional football team. But then the third leg of my parlay was for C.D. Lamb to get six receptions. <laughs> He had either. I'm, I'm pretty sure he had four. He might have had five. But, but Amar, uh, Amari Cooper, or not Amari Cooper, uh, Brandon, Brandon Cooks, Cooks another also, local boy, was showing out too. Their defense got those two quick, touchdowns. easy touchdowns, which might have won me my fantasy football matchup. But it lost you your bet because then they just ran it, ran it with the Pollard, it. And, and then by the end of know, the game, they had their backups. Vaughn, five foot two. Yeah. Ricky running back. Which is cool to see out there. I, it's kind of funny. Yeah. I like to watch <laughs> he can it. literally run under guys' legs, probably, if he wanted to. It reminds me of uh, that guy that used to play for the Buccaneers, the Robo Hamster. What was his name? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I don't remember his name. The Raiders actually signed him and they, cut him. Martin. Doug uh, Martin. Doug Martin. Doug that's Martin. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of reminds me of him, but looks even smaller. I'm like, uh, yeah. Hey, he looks. I think Doug Martin was like 5'5 five, five yeah. or some shit like he that. He played okay out there, though. Like, he. No, he looked good in preseason mm-hmm. and all that. And, the, and this is another one of those things of like, is Dallas. Dallas's defense is obviously that good, but are the Giants really that bad? Uh-huh. I think their offensive line is that bad. Saquon couldn't get going. Saquon couldn't do. And if Saquon can't do shit, then you know you got a line problem because yeah. that guy, uh, just off the sheer size of his quads, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I was going to save it when you were talking about the Cardinals being the first overall pick in the draft. Giants the Giants are, just entered look the like chat. they want it bad. <laughs> they just entered the chat. They are over Danny Dimes, and if they if this keeps up, they will be getting a new quarterback this upcoming draft. I think, and that sucks for Danny Dimes because they just paid him I just don't think that was his fault. Yeah, like that was all O line last night. Like you gotta protect anybody mm-hmm. who's back there. You know what I mean? Like Saquon is probably regretting that franchise tag. <sighs> I mean, I don't know. 
Yeah, because it's like you get that franchise mm-hmm. tag and hope you show out enough to either get the contract from this team or at least get somebody else to sign you next yeah. year. And if that's how these games are going to go, yeah, they're all fucked. If they go 0-4, I expect Saquon to uh, get turf toe or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. That was that was pathetic. Yeah, that was that was one of the worst football games I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, all right. Well, that was week one in the NFL brought to you by Clay and Cole. Um, this show's over, but before we go, I have to do a retraction because it's time for the shout outs. And, uh, I know Clay, uh, watches this show. And those of you who watch the show regularly know that my shout outs have basically just turned into obituaries because mm-hmm. every week it seems like somebody fucking dies that I care about and that I need to talk about. Right. So they end up getting my shout outs. So I gave a shout out to former Tampa Bay wide receiver, Mike Williams, because he died this week. On a construction site, getting hit in the head with a eye beam, and I was like, "Fuck, that sucks." You know, he's only thirty-four years old. I wake up this morning to an article saying that Mike Williams has not died; he is he's recovering alive. in the hospital and has just been taking off of his life support and is is doing better. And he's alert, yeah. Um, so I like to retract the Mike <laughs> Williams. He was part of my R.I.P. shout out, so we won't be doing that. We will be doing a shout out to life, Mike Williams. Yes. He was a big time staple on my fantasy teams when he was playing for the Buccaneers. Solid wide receiver. We're glad you're not dead, Mike. And don't be a retired football player dying in a construction accident. I'm supposed to die in a construction accident. Just because you got money and you're investing in real estate, don't go on the construction site. Now I feel for Blake Bortles. I fear for him. Because Blake Bortles, they asked him, what are you going to do in retirement? I was like, well, I'm building a new house. I asked the guys if I could just, you know, show up and help out on the construction site. Don't do it. <laughs> too too soon, Blake. Don't do it, Blake. No, Blake said this last, back when he was, yeah, a, you yeah, know, yeah. don't do it. Why? I've been working construction my whole life. It ain't that cool. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be envious if you've never done it and be like, oh, I'd love to be out there with the dudes just lifting up walls. And no, doing you that. don't. No, you fucking no, don't. You, you don't. sit on your millions you made as a quarterback and you do whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. Mike Williams, stay off of construction sites. God damn it. It's not that's not for you. You won me some. Fa- he might have been on my team the last time I won a league. I can't have him dying in our construction site. I'm glad you're alive, Mike Williams. Um, but the real, oh, that, there you go. That was the, that was the graphic. Oh, I see. <laughs> that was the graphic. Sorry, Mike. He's not dead. He's alive. Alive and well. But the real RIP for this week uh. is Kid Guitar. Those of you out there watching who aren't from Modesto, California, have no idea who the fuck this long haired beauty with the lettuce hanging out the back is. But this is Kid Guitar. He is a... And right now, if you see, this is the corner of McHenry and Standiford in Modesto where the Guitar Center uh, lies in our town. And uh, he is a staple in this town for years of uh, playing guitar out on the streets, making mirth. He has a, he had a, a motor home. He drove around with posters on the side looking for his perfect bikini rock band. Um, 2020, I mean, you know what, maybe it was time for him to go because 2023, the years of cancel culture, not for kid guitar, because he was a man who specifically wanted a black blonde haired drummer. He wanted a redhead Mexican bass player, all female. Mm. And he was looking for his all female backup band for the last 30 years in this town. And, uh, he passed away 
uh, earlier this week. Um, me and one of my uh, old riding partners and friends, uh, Gabe, he had a great experience with him once in Skip's music here in town where he walked in and Kid Guitar was jamming on one of the amps, or Gabe was jamming on one of the amps, and Kid Guitar walked in and he said, I like that riff, but be careful, they'll steal it from you. And because, you know, Gabe's an inquisitive guy, he's like, what do you mean by that, kid? And Kid's like, he gave him the whole rundown about how every hit song from like 1963 until like 1982, the riffs were stolen from him by the CIA who had his amp bugged. Oh. Right? And then from that point on, he decided, you know what? Fuck the music industry. I'm just going to travel around this town looking for my perfect bikini rock band, and I'm just going to play music for the people. And that's what he did. Mm-hmm. He didn't stand out there. He didn't have a hat. He wasn't asking you for his money. Yeah, sure, he'd take your donation if you offered it to him. But he just wanted to bring music to the people. Mm-hmm. He just he, he spent the rest of his days in this town bringing joy to the people of Modesto. And we salute you, Kid Guitar. Rest easy, my friend. Rest easy, buddy. Um, you, Maybe you'll finally get your hit in heaven, dude. You know, fuck, I hope St. Peter opened those gates for you because uh, this is the guy who brought you smoke on the water, dude. You know, but anyways, that's a show. Rest easy, kid guitar. Thank you, Clay. Yeah, thanks for having me. This has been a fun show. Week one in the books of uh, the NFL season. So we're going to get a lot more football talk over the next few months, obviously. Um, but hockey's right around the corner. Preseason starts September 22nd. So... Um, We're going to get hot and heavy into the NHL here in just a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. But until then, we're bringing you football. Well, and, uh, you know, any other uh, noteworthy headlines from around the sports world. But until next week, I'm Cole. That's Clay. Enjoy your sports.